Welcome to the Metamorphosis Podcast. I'm Val Petty. Today I've got Jennifer Hawkins and Elisa Allen with me. And we are still on the topic of addictions, and we're going to dig a little bit deeper this week. Um, last week we talked in general about addictions and some oils that could really um, help deal with the issues that come along with it. And today we're going to break down um, the different types of addictions and the different categories that these addictions can um, take on. And Lisa is going to, as we talk about the different categories, she's going to tell us which oils would be great for each specific category. So just to give you a quick um, overview of the different types of addictions, um, these are you know, not limited to just these, but there's alcohol, drugs, food, sugar, exercise, computer, and that would be like video games and social media, pornography, sex, shopping, gambling, emotional intimacy, which that's basically unreasonable expectations and compulsive patterns, um, sexuality, uh, texting, risky behaviors, or thrill-seeking. So that would be your adrenaline junkies. So, Elisa, can you kind of give us some different categories of these and we can start breaking this down? Absolutely. So it kind of sounds like those, that's an extensive list also, by the way. Way to go. Um, <laughs> it kind of sounds like these are broken down into a couple different categories. It sounds like some of them are based on more on substances. The other ones are based on isolating behavior, and the other ones are based on relational behavior. So I would say there's probably three general categories that all of those could fall into. Okay, so let's just play around with the idea that if they're in three different categories, they have three different kind of roots, I guess. Um, let's break them down and talk about, if you just want to pick a category, whichever one maybe you deal with the most or whatever, and then we'll break it down and start talking about some specific oils that could help to interrupt the pattern, help fill the gap, help bring clarity, and send somebody on the path toward healing. Absolutely. So I definitely think the one that, that happens the most, that I see the most, is the last category. It's relational. Um, and those are things like sex, gambling, um, texting, addicted to texting. Those are people who crave relationship but are going too extreme with that. So we need some oils that are going to help, <clears throat> number one, have a better idea of, of each, each person's individuality and how, what the expectations are of society. Um, some oils that have a little bit to do with moderation and less about extreme behavior. Um, and we need some oils that kind of relate to the individual as a unique and important part of this world. So what kinds of ones come to your mind when I say that? Wow. Um, I, I, I don't know if this is, I, my brain's going crazy with all the different ideas, but when you were talking, I was going to sidetrack for a second. I know you're an Enneagram junkie too, and studying people's like the motivations for their behaviors. When you were talking about that, I was wondering, do you see uh, a pattern of those types of behaviors with heart centers in there? Absolutely. In the, okay. Because yep. they're the people that they crave relational, they need it. They need Absolutely. It. And again, okay. we all need that, but it's like this extreme version of it that's not healthy. So yeah, the heart centers are the ones that happen to have this sort of addiction the most. Exactly. Okay, and you said this is what you see in your practice most? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Honestly, heart centers are the most likely to come to therapy because they are most connected with their emotions. Um, mind and body centers are, 
are not as likely to show up for a therapeutic visit just because they're not as connected with their emotions. So they don't know when they're so off. And lots of times people equate therapy with emotion, even though it's a, a mixture of therapy uh, of emotion, thought and behavior, we kind of just assume it's about your feelings. Um, so heart centers are the ones who most show up. So this is the issue I see the most. Absolutely. Interesting. And as a brain center, I can tell you brain centers probably feel like they can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the body centers are just like we just need to do different things like just just do it differently yeah find another path that works yeah okay anyway sorry for that sidetrack but anyway so if we are talking about relational stuff um you know we've already talked about cedarwood in the last in the last episode and how that one kind of fosters that feeling of connection but I also thought about geranium mm-hmm. because it just geranium is just like that oil that um, it just feels like a big hug, like a, just a big hug, like lots of emotions. Like if you want your heart to be open and just feel all the things, geranium kind of feels like that. And it's very healing, especially with hurt, you know, hurt feelings, negative emotions and stuff like that. Um, oh, what do you think, Val? What were some other things that you mentioned, Elisa? Bergamot was one that came to mind just because it is so good for, um, just self-worth and, you know, a lot of times in those issues, you don't feel worthy of love or you um, are craving it so badly. And bergamot would probably be a really good one to diffuse yeah. or just, you know, put on your, um, the bottom of your feet or the back of your neck, just to kind of be able to breathe in and feel a little more, you know, loved and connected. And I love Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Jasmine is the oil of like feeling upheld in a very comforting way like not a um there are some oils that kind of make you feel upheld in in a strengthening way but which would would be good too but jasmine i feel like is more delicate yeah so basically (laughs) we've had a lot of flowers yeah flower oils oils. flowers for our feelers Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a huge difference absolutely and i would maybe add cassia to that Um, that feeling of being valued by who you are and not necessarily your connection to other people is important. Yeah. That's another flower. Yep. There you go. Okay. All right. Next category. So let's work backwards here. I would say the next one is like the things that drive us towards more isolating behaviors. So loneliness is a feeling we all feel. It's completely normal. It's just like a little gauge telling us, hey, you need some more people in your life. You need some more connection with your creator. You need to delve deeper inside. Um, And so that's normal. However, if we move too far away from that loneliness feeling, if for some reason we're afraid of connection or don't feel like we can achieve it or push the loneliness feeling down, we do these things that are very isolating. So those are isolating behaviors like exercise, computer addiction, social media addiction, um, doesn't seem like it would be isolating, but it truly is. And pornography, those are addictions that all kind of come out of an isolation mindset. And no surprise, the ones that would be the mind centers. So fives, sixes, and sevens are going to be more likely to do that. I love isolation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love, I love my alone time. I really do, but it does get out of hand. Okay, again, cedarwood connection. Okay, marjoram. Oh, sorry. I was was going toward marjoram, yes, because that is an oil that I use a lot myself whenever I start feeling myself kind of hardening out everyone else and wanting to be alone. Marjoram kind of keeps me soft and open 
And I thought about myrrh for security, just because mm-hmm. like sometimes it's exhausting if you're an introvert to be around people. And so being alone feels safer, but it's not really. Um, so I thought about myrrh for security. Absolutely. That's another good one, just because I feel like so often we develop all this stuff as children and myrrh is kind of the oil for people with mommy issues. Um, so, and then frankincense would be like your daddy issues. <laughs> so yeah. those would be, you know, if, if your break in connection with people stems from something in childhood, that would be, those oils would be really good to go to. Um, yeah. I had a, there, there was a girl that I was friends with years ago, she was Zyto scanned and it came up that she needed myrrh. She was like, what in the world? So we looked in the book and it was the, basically the oil of like mommy issues. And she has had through the years, kind of a, a tough relationship with her mom. And she was like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So before her mom would come over, you know, anytime her mom came over to her house about 30 minutes before she got there, she would diffuse myrrh. And she said it really helped, you know, kind of keep their um, relationship a little bit softer. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, Mars, you know, it's the oil of mother earth. It also, it's the oil of so many things, but the oil of mother earth. And as you know, our earth works all in conjunction with each other. And I think Mars is so good for helping us realize that we all have to be in conjunction with each other to work mm-hmm. really well. So it's not like a community oil like cedarwood is, but yet it's this like oil of synchronicity and harmony that you're right, Val. Like people have developed this way of being for a reason because they have tried connection and it was too scary or there's too much trauma behind it for sure. Yeah. I'm thinking about resentment that drives people toward isolation. Like, um, like you're too hurtful to be in my life. I cut you out. Oh, you're hurtful. You hurt me too. I cut you out. So it's safer to be in your own bubble than to allow all these people that might hurt you in your bubble. So let's just isolate and that'll solve all our problems. <laughs> Not right. So Murr kind of keeps us connected in a safe way with people. All right. So cool. What's the last category that was there three? Were there, three? there were three. Yeah. So substances would be the last category. That's the, what most people think of when they think of addiction, they're the easiest to spot because you're having to get something else to put into your body to make a difference in how you feel. So alcohol, food, drugs, sugar, smoking cigarettes, um, all of those things are, are addictions that come from this just desire. Your body is craving something and we are using a substance in order to meet that need. Um, and no surprise, we know that that's going to be the body types that struggle with that the most. So actually eights are the most predisposed to alcohol problems. Um, nine right. are the most, yeah, <laughs> and, and ones are the most uh, disp- predisposed to body issues, like as far as um, either excessive sugar intake or excessively controlling their sugar intake. So always remembering you can go the opposite of this too. Mm. So being obsessed with not drinking alcohol, being obsessed with not having anything toxic in your body, being obsessed with making sure everything is vegan and non-GMO. And you can go too far with that too. If you're using it and it's creating this negative sort of frequency, then that's just as addictive and just as bad for you. So ones are the ones that are most likely to struggle with those things. Um, And I'm a one, super fun. (laughs) Speaking from experience, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I immediately thought of Zendocrine, um, not only for emotional reasons, but for the physical reasons. Like, so putting Zendocrine over your liver, if you feel addicted to alcohol, if, um, if there's any resentment driving that or anything, Zendocrine is very opening, uninhibiting. Um, so, you know, if, if control is the 
motivation, then Zendikrin kind of like dissolves that and just helps you feel more at ease and relaxed. It's got juniper that counteracts fear. It's got geranium that's opening for the heart. It's got cilantro that kind of nips that overthinking, overwhelmed mind and those negative thoughts replaying over and over. Uh, tangerine, an oil of spontaneity and creativity. So it kind of lightens you up a little bit. Um, so I immediately thought about Zendikrin. What else? Great time. Mm, grapefruit's good too, honoring the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in time for clearing out the self-criticism and judgment, because Absolutely. maybe the things you're doing, you might be doing negative things to your body out of that self-criticism, or you might be, like you said, addicted to improving yourself because you're not good enough. <laughs> Absolutely. People in the body types typically tend to have a whole lot of critical thinking or things about control anyway. And so if we are dealing with someone else and the connection doesn't go as we assumed, it is real easy to be like, oh, well, that was my fault because da, 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 you know, and, and that whole thing has to stop for you to be able to have healthy addiction or healthy connection with other people. There is, that's not healthy addiction. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, so time is a good one for that, for sure. And I really love grapefruit. Grapefruit's so overused. It's because like, it's like a metabolic blend. It's going to help you lose weight. Um, but its intention is to honor our bodies. And that's exactly, if you're a body type, you have to be honoring to yourself, um, physically to honor yourself for who you are and what it's doing for you. And I just think that's just such a beautiful thing. All right. Awesome. Are there any other oils that we didn't bring out that we just think are superstars so far? Oh, I want to say this. So, um, some of the specific chemical dependencies like smoking, you can kind of mimic if you're ready to give up the emotional attachment to why you picked it up in the first place. That's a kind of a different facet of it. But if you're ready to give up the emotional attachment and the habit, the physical habit of it, the chemical part of it, you can kind of mimic um, that, that heat or that feeling of the, I guess the burn of the nicotine. I don't know. I've never smoked a cigarette. I'm not sure. You've never smoked a cigarette? I haven't. In your life? I have smoked like five packs a day through secondhand smoke. Does that count? <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. Man, I loved me a Virginia Slim ultralight in college. Oh, it was basically dirty air. They were like the longest, teeny tiniest cigarettes, but it was, they were really good. Needless to say, I did not um, have trouble giving them up when I gave them up, but, I, but it was, I had a good run. I think I grew up around so much smoke that I was like, never, I never need another breath of nicotine in my life. Um, but I guess maybe I do know the feeling because I've breathed a lot of it in. So clove and black pepper in your mouth has that mimics that same feeling. And it kind of cuts where clove um, just kind of cuts the, um, I don't know, it's a, it's an oil of boundaries, but it's, it's different than Melaleuca. So uh, emotionally it does kind of have a little interrupter in there for that too, but physically it kind of mimics that burning feeling in the throat and black pepper um, is great for cutting addictions also. For um, pain meds, I have actually heard a chiropractor speak from his experience of being on pain meds for two years before he found essential oils, and he found an essential oil that helped with his pain, and then he had gained so much weight being in a wheelchair. Um, once he started walking again after addressing his pain, he started addressing his weight with Slim and Sassy, which is it's a very girly sounding blend, but um, it's a metabolic blend. However, he realized he was drinking that in his water to help with his weight. And then he realized just one day, he was like, wait a minute, I haven't needed my pain meds for the pain, but I haven't had any withdrawals because 
I've been doing a slim and sassy and he realized he had gone so many days or weeks without pain meds and has somehow skipped the whole withdrawal process. Wow. So, I mean, he was already determined and had the, you know, he emotionally, he was ready to heal. Um, that's a big part of it too. Sometimes emotionally people aren't ready to heal, which eucalyptus is a great oil for opening you up to the possibility of healing and feeling, you know, cause there's a responsibility in healing because, you know, when you're debilitated, you can really, you know, escape a lot of responsibility. And that sounds like a, I'm not saying that anyone does that intentionally, but there is a responsibility. You have to be ready to pick up when you heal because, Uh, with healing comes, you know, I I think about the story of the lame man. um, If you read the Bible and Jesus goes to the pool of Bethesda and there's a lame man on a mat and he asks him before he heals him, do you want to be made whole? Because if someone doesn't want to be made whole, then they're not going to heal. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that emotional thing, but eucalyptus helps with that. And um, if you're ready for the, to release the chemical dependency and you've dealt with the other stuff, then slim and sassy might be a good one for that too. Um, yeah, it's so good for the liver, you know, maybe the, by the time it helps the liver process the glycogen and, you know, the toxins in the liver just helps speed up that process with no withdrawals. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so just hopeful and exciting for a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool. Like this has been awesome. Elisa, thank you so much for letting us pick your brain and share yeah. all this good information with us. And we love hearing what's going on with your practice and you using oils and helping people move even faster into healing. And uh, don't you guys have a class coming up really soon? Yeah, we do. Yeah. On Saturday, uh, February 16th here at, at Wild the Curative in Baxter, we're going to be having a class on loneliness. So it's perfect timing for this um, to talk about some ways that you can develop some connection using oils as connection um, so that we don't, we don't feel isolated and we don't learn, lean into those addictions anymore. Yeah, and people that come get to make a blend at the class to take with them. So they get to instantly start using essential oils to combat that. So awesome. Thank you so much for coming. And we're going to dig into the big one. (laughs) The big one that everybody probably deals with is sugar. I think we all have a little sugar dependency going on in our lives. So our next episode, we'll break that one down and give you a great protocol for addressing it, dealing with it, and nipping it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Thank you.